The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Now, watches and timepieces and clocks, telling and measuring time has been an essential part of human life for hundreds of years, from sundials to digital. But how are these intricate devices actually made? Well, I'm joined by co-founder of McGonagall Watches, Irish watchmaker Stephen McGonagall. Stephen, good morning and welcome. Morning, Pat. Thanks for having me. I mean, you're taking it to the Swiss. It's extraordinary. (laughs) The home of watchmaking. Yeah, um, and actually there's a, there's a lot of uh, watchmakers doing the same thing, international watchmakers, and they really are mixing it up um, and competing very well against mm. these. Now, Swiss. how does someone become a watchmaker? Where did your fascination begin? It began, I suppose, with my dad because he 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 repaired clocks as, as a hobby in the house. So um, so anyone had a broken clock, they went to Mr. McGonagall. It was very, it was very common to... I remember growing up answering the door to either receive a clock or to, a broken clock and give yeah. one or, or to give one back. Now, they they would have been windy up clocks with a spring in them and all of that kind of mechanical stuff. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fairly straightforward, I would suggest, compared to what you are currently working with. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot finer. It's a, it's, v- it's very, very different. Uh, but... Um, Principles are the same, of course, but uh, much finer um, yeah. work here. So how do you go from taking the clocks in for repair and giving them back to becoming a watchmaker? What is the process? So actually, apart as along with my dad, I also followed my brother, John. John, there, was, there used to be a college in Blanchardstown, um, the Irish Swiss Institute of Virology. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it closed down some years ago, but uh, I did This was, it. of course, uh, from an era... Uh, where people repaired watches, uh, they were uh, broadly mechanical with the little uh, springs that powered the watch. Then mm. we got to the the quartz watch, which had a little battery in it, and then the latest generation would be automatic watches, which effectively power themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's a huge huge resurgence now in mechanical watches. There's actually a shortage of of watchmakers worldwide to to repair the the new demand for mechanical watches. Yeah. So what did you do? Where did you study? So I studied, I did the three year diploma course in, in Blanchetown and um, it sets you up really well, but it's only a basis for 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 further work. But uh, I went, I did a year in London working on antique, um, antique watches, uh, vintage watches in restoration. And after a year in London, I moved to Switzerland and I got a really good break. Thanks to my brother again. I got, I started in at the very top. I was building uh, what's called complications. They're very high-end uh, mechanisms that do more than just tell the time. I've seen um, sometimes on CNN, they do a little thing on, on watches that, uh, you know, between uh, the, the in the commercial breaks that would yeah. be commercial breaks in America and they tend to have little vignettes. Yeah. And one of the vignettes is always about watches, collecting watches. One of them looks like a jukebox. Have you ever come across that? I've actually worked on it. You've worked on that. The, the the company I started in Switzerland, um, that was one of the watches I worked on. It's a, a music, essentially a music box in a wristwatch. Yeah, extremely it's complicated. But, extreme, I, yeah. I'd imagine so. And very quirky looking, but very, to my eye, very attractive as well. Um, so some of the technology that is in the watch, though, is very old. I mean, invented back in the 18th century. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of us, the watches in front of you all have a, the escapement mechanism for for the timing is is pretty much what they had for for for. What's that called? It's it's just a Swiss 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 escapement, and it's escapement. It's, it's so re- so reliable. It's there's no need to change it. It works perfectly, you know. Yeah. So you started uh, at the top. I was very very lucky to get it. Um, at the time, it was 
extremely difficult to get um, visas to Switzerland to, to, to work. But the company, thanks thanks to John already being in the company and the guy who ran the company was willing to take risks a little bit. I, I started there without a visa. so <laughs> But um, it was in at the deep end, but f- fabulous work, you know. Yeah. Now, it's extremely complex work. I, I presume you wear the eyeglass all the time when you're working on a watch. Yeah, absolutely. I brought one in. I was going to show you a piece later okay, on. But. <laughs> and that you use one eye only. Is that the idea? I try not to because you can get, you, you, that you, there's a risk of getting a lazy eye if you if you didn't. So I, I, I swap all the time. You swap yeah. over yeah. All, all, all the time. Um, now, it's one thing to be an expert in all of this, and then you decide that you're going to go up against the big boys in Switzerland with very high-end watches. How did that come about? Yeah, after work, because I, I did move around a bit. I worked for several different companies. I worked for Breguet and uh, Frank Mueller and, uh, and other big brands, but I suppose I had itchy feet, you know, and I could see stuff they were doing that I, I didn't want to do or I thought I could do better. So... Along with my brother, we when we launched McGonagall Watches was actually because uh, collectors had asked us, could could we do something for them? So we were, I wouldn't say pushed into it, but it was a little nudge and took off that way. Okay, and so McGonagall Watches was born. Yeah. I know your brother John has moved on to other things. We won't uh, talk about his great adventures, uh, <laughs> but you're um, solo now in McGonagall Watches. Um, these Are these pieces all handcrafted? The McGonagall ones are... Absolutely, yeah. Each and every component is uh, is, is hand finished, and uh, partly for obviously for function. Uh, some of that finish finishing by hand is for function, but also for aesthetics. So for for the finish, um, they're not cheap. You're, this is not a swatch that you're going to get in the shop for uh, twenty five euro. No, no, they're not cheap. Uh, you know, it's partly the hours, uh, the man hours that go into all the work. But for each and every watch, there's quite a big team working on them from you can imagine case makers strap makers engravers so it's almost like an assembly line that that somebody makes the case and then somebody else moves on to to a, an element of the movement and so on and the, the 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 watch face even the you know the controls the winder that'll all be designed each individual bit separately yeah and actually the process if you can imagine i i um the design and development process can be two three years so, so nothing's done until the three D everything's three D software is 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 finished and 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 I'm happy with that. Then it goes to production, and a lot of it is sourcing because you the stuff I simply can't do myself. So I get the best people I can in Switzerland to do it for me. But once it comes to me, each and every component I'll hand finish it and build the watch. Now, a question occurs to me when you when you see a lot of watches and in the the mid generation, say the quartz. I'm wondering, are all the, the, the kind of elements of the quartz watch, are they all the same, made by one company? You know the way Bosch would make uh, electrical components for motor cars? Yeah. And they might be in Volkswagen, they might be in Skoda, they might be in Fiat, they might be all made yeah. by Bosch. But is that the way it is with watches as well? Yeah, for certain things, absolutely. You can have um, <clears throat> the heart of the watch, the hairspring. There's only a, a couple of companies making the hairspring and they make it for everybody. Same goes for jewels, often screws. There, there, there are factories in Switzerland that make a single component and these are colossal factories, but they make it for many, many different companies. Now, um, the, the Swiss used to have the market entirely cornered in watches and then along came 
the Japanese and the Japanese brands. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I think the didn't Swatch start in Switzerland as a kind of a, a rearguard action against uh, yeah. cheap Japanese watches? Absolutely. So how do the battle lines lie now? It's it's gone full circle again. It's it's quite incredible the not just the high end, but there is such a huge demand now for mechanical watches, something different. Independent watchmakers worldwide are are flat out. They've, they've, they, anything they produce is sold. Yeah. And and uh, is the spring still there or has the battery in those mechanical watches simply replaced the, the, the spring as a as a power source? No, 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 absolutely. The spring is back? Absolutely, yeah, fully, fully mechanical. Because one of the... Uh, Problems with a, a windy up watch is that you might overwind it. Yeah, you remember that. Yeah, you know, the, people would banjax the watch <laughs> by simply overwinding it. Yeah, the, that's a f- funny one because it's not not necessarily true. You know, you'd really want to muscle, muscle in and destroy it. You know, but uh, that that's uh, often it's a it's a bad watch if that happens. Really, it's more more down to the. Now uh, the watches that uh, you have brought in to sh- to show me, uh, two of them have uh, identical faces. <clears throat> But one of them is much more ornate. Explain what these watches are. Yeah, so just to explain, this is the, the newer brand I launched um, just after COVID in 2021. And um, these are where they divide, diverge a little from McGonagall. These, these are, are called Magon. Magon. Because <laughs> it's kind of French sounding, but it's a bit of McGonagall, really. It's actually a nickname I had when I was when I was a kid growing up. Magon watches. But it's, you know, it's easy to remember. It looks good yeah. on the dial and it's... You know, yeah, but, um, and, and the two watches here, uh, one, as I say, it's not adorned with diamonds, uh, the other is. Yeah. So and, uh, what might one pay for one and then the other? So the the titanium, the polished titanium, they're both titanium cases, of course, but the the, the less ornate one, that's um, 10,000. The less ornate one? Yeah. <laughs> and the ornate one? And the ornate one is just shy of 100,000. Wow. But but again, like I I as a, an independent watchmaker up against the likes of Breitling and Omega and Rolex, I have to come out with something better because I simply can't shine otherwise. And these are like titanium cases, tonneau shaped. The dials are hand painted. None none of the big boys hand paint their dials. And then the innovation, uh, the third piece, which is a prototype you brought in, is astonishing. I'm looking right through the case I can actually read my script yeah. through the case and I can see the entire doings of the watch yeah that's pretty special I, uh, hopefully I'll be able to launch that um, later no it'll be more more like next year but it's a phenomenal uh, advance in technology in case making and that's solid it's a sapphire case which is which is phenomenal so um, yeah that's a prototype not yet out so I just wanted to show it to you but uh well, I'm still de- top secret. I, I, I'm delighted to see it. <laughs> You'll have to shoot me now, <laughs> Stephen. Look, it's it's absolutely brilliant to hear of an Irishman, you know, in the home of watchmaking, uh, succeeding like this. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very congratulations. much. Congratulations. Thank you, Pat. Stephen McGonigal uh, of McGonigal Watches and the new brand Magon. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. On News Talk.